When I was a little girl, my grandmother would start her day at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. And when I would wake up, I would join her at that table and we would talk, we would laugh, and I would listen and I would learn. Sometimes she would talk to her girlfriends and I would soak it all in. They talked about life, they talked about love, but mostly she talked about being ferociously her, being her authentic self in a world that didn't always accept who she was, how she was, or that she was. But she didn't let that stop her. She made shift happen anyway. My granny's not with us anymore, but that doesn't mean the laughing and the learning has to stop. Join me, ladies and gentlemen, at my kitchen table, and let's keep talking shift. You're listening to Talking Shift, the podcast, with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Talking Shift is a trademarked production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. Have bag, we'll travel. <laughs> for more information, visit marissacupain.com. Get you some good friends when you're going through your shift. That's the message here. For now, listen, learn, and laugh with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Emphasis on at the moment. Welcome back, family, to Talking Shift, the podcast. It is your favorite host, Marissa Q. Payne. I am, as usual, excited. <laughs> Having a day, to be honest, but I am already feeling better because I am in space with one of God's favorites. I'm his favorite, but she might be his second favorite. <laughs> Janice Anderson... Janice Anderson, say her name, committed to memory. You are about to shift, okay? Janice is significant life strategist, right? She is the CEO of Marua. Is that right? That's correct. How do you, what does that mean? To see the world. To see the world, Marura Consulting, which is a full-service marketing agency for values-driven leaders who want to build, brand, and expand their vision. But as I said, she is one of God's favorites. She is the founder of Significant Life, which is a life and leadership coaching community offering women of influence, like me, a safe space to be encouraged and equipped whether she needs to get it done or come undone. So I am super, super excited to welcome this force to the Talking Shift Sage. She's a sought after speaker, trainer. She's known for her inspiring and engaging and transformative keynotes and workshops. She's she's a force to be in her presence is to be shifted. Janice, let's get into it, Queen. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you so much because, you know, we were we were getting getting to talk in like our pre-show time. And I was just like, girl, I don't want to miss none of this. Let's just let's just get into it. So I just want to continue. We we have parallel stories and I mean, you got some stuff I don't have, like that new baby, but... Um. Girl, 
Marissa. <laughs> but I want to give you the space to say hello to the people. I shared a little bit about you, but I always like to let people sort of say hello and introduce themselves in their own way. So I'll give you space to do that. And then, of course, as you already know, I'm going to want to talk meaningful shifts in your life. So say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Janice Anderson. I'm a wife, a mother of three generations of girls. That's right. Three generations. Every last one of them is in a different generation. I have a daughter in her 20s. I have a teenager. And as of today, I have a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) On purpose. On purpose. Right. Literally on purpose. (laughs) And um, I also am the CEO of Marula Consulting. And Marissa told you about that. But my, my greatest passion right now and where my heart is, is I'm the founder of Significant Life, a community for high-performing, amazing women of influence who happen to love Jesus, mm-hmm. who want to live, lead, and serve from an anchored place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I like that anchored place. Yes. I feel like we can anchor right there for okay. a minute. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's do it. Because when you think about your life, when you, I mean, it sounds amazing, right? If you're living a significant life in a lot of ways, yes? Yes, yes, yes. I assume you're called to this significant life ministry because you weren't always anchored. I wasn't. And what does that mean for you? For me, anchored means to be settled, to be grounded to mm. have the courage to come undone when I need to mm. and realize that in my coming undone, it doesn't disqualify, minimize, or cancel out all the amazingness I am. Ooh. It's just I'm undone in this moment. Undone. Yes. <laughs> we can't, but you work with like fancy women. <laughs> Educated, high-earning, boss, you know, put together, fancy handbag, fancy car women. I mean, who got all the things and, you know. We can't come undone. No, no, ma'am. Because our average is someone else's aspiration. Right. And so to come undone, that's unheard of. But it's like... But we do. So you're saying the women at at our stage come undone? Girl, all the time. I'm being silly because y'all already know. Girl, listen. <laughs> listen. We just thank God that I have on clothes that, you know, all the way up that look right today. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just from the waist up. My goodness. What is that? Like, I, and so I love that you, because, so the reality is, of course, any and every body, right, has and needs and comes across times in their life shifts in their life, planned, unplanned, when emotionally, you know, it's like this ain't working. There's not alignment. There is stuff happening that is just not, it's not coming together. And I think that there's a difference between those that successfully navigate through that shift and those that don't. Absolutely. Talk to me about the biggest time or the most compelling time when that happened for you. And let's talk a little bit about some of your biggest shifts. I believe the biggest time that I navigated shift well was when I decided to be a rule breaker instead of a rule follower. 
And why that's significant for a woman like me is, Marissa, I grew up in the church. I got saved Mm -hmm. at nine. I was filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of tongues by age 11. Mm. I was repenting every Sunday, like, I lied to my mama, Jesus, please forgive me. I don't want to go to hell. I got saved every week (laughs) because I didn't know. And I just wanted to do the right things. You know, I'm Mm. the oldest of five. I wanted to make sound decisions, do the right things. And even when I made poor decisions, I felt bad for them. You know, Mm. I I wasn't like, oh, that's okay. I can get away with this. I didn't feel like Mm. I could get away with it. And I remember early in my 20s, someone adding up about this whole life with Jesus. And I mean, I had, I had made quite a few decisions that were counter to what, how I was raised. And, you know, I like to say life happened to me along the way, but then there were times when Janice happened to me. You know, yes. no, life didn't happen to me. It was me. I, I, I laid down and had a baby. I, I did that all by my doggone self. No, she, but, me, her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to a man that I wasn't married to, I did a lot of things, you know. I was the woman who decided that I was going to make a risky decision and in college, and this is going to be the first public place outside of one day accidentally um, saying it at the pool, on the pulpit while giving announcements. So this is okay. going to be the first time on your show exclusively. But <laughs> I, Janice, I saved at age nine, filled the Holy Ghost at age 11, mm-hmm. who loved Jesus, Scripture quoting, I mean, trying to my best Bible to follow the rules. Yeah, that one. I, yeah. youth group, listen, teen youth girl of the year, four years in a row, me. Wow. She went to college. Not only did she have a baby in college, but she was an exotic dancer in college. Come on. Nobody knew that. <laughs> the one who married to a preacher right now, who preached girl, the gospel talk right your now. Shit. Talk your <laughs> Yeah, that was me. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember before that and in between that, I I had this. There was this tension in my mind about life with Christ, Mm. and the the tension was, life with Christ is supposed to work, but I have Mm. all these people in my life that love Jesus. I mean, love Him. My grandmama, my mama, my auntie, you know, and there were areas of their life where Christ wasn't showing up. I mm. mean, my mom struggled with drugs my whole life. Mm. My grandmother, you know, she I saw her have battle mental illness my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she went to church and she did things. She was a mother of the church. And so there were rules that they were following that I just didn't understand because if life with Christ worked, why are you still struggling? Why are people still broke? And so I didn't understand. You work hard, you tithe, you give offering, and you still broke. I don't, I don't understand make it that. Make sense. Yeah. Yes. So I, I had decided that I was going to talk to God about that, which was totally unheard of where I come from. You know, you don't be asking God no questions. You don't question God. You don't which question was, nobody. This, no, you, you don't question God, your grandmama, your mama, <laughs> nobody. And so, but that didn't, that didn't line up to the scripture I was reading. Mm. When I read scripture, I saw that Job questioned God. I saw that Abraham negotiated with God. I mean, he was like, no, 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 no. If you got 10 people. No, for real, for real, for real. Listen, you got three. Okay, if it's just one. So these are people that we read their story and we see God use them in a mighty way. And they talk to him. They had like a relational intimacy with him. They were not afraid of him in the way that my folks was trying to make me afraid of him. Yeah. And so I started breaking rules. Like I didn't, the pastor wasn't the only one that knew God. Mm. 
That probably was the first rule. He yeah. didn't have to know my whole life. And he wasn't, I didn't need him to talk to God for me or to tell me what God was saying because I could hear God myself. And it was in me doing that and, and recognizing, you know what? God, I want this thing to work. I want to know you for myself. I want life with you to work for me, independent yeah. of my mama, independent of my grandmama, independent of my pastor, independent of my church life. And navigating through life happening to me and me happening and to me myself happening to, yeah. is what caused <laughs> me to do that. Wow. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, definitely parallel because I... Likewise, grew up in the church, uh, very fire and brimstone consequence. You going to hell for everything, wearing pants kind of church. Right. <laughs> and when I got to college, likewise, I was just like, especially when I had my baby. <laughs> I was There's like, that. I need some more than that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and what I'm seeing is not lining up with what y'all taught me. Right. So establishing relationship yes. um, was game changing for me uh, at that time in my life as well. I love it. OK, keep going. So, OK, I decided, OK, Lord, I really want to know you because one, here's the reality about it. After you do all that stuff, you know, I mean, you try to find life outside of Christ and do all these things. You don't be feeling better. You feel better temporarily. So there's that. Yep. So clearly this ain't it either, you know, breaking the rules and doing all the things, that ain't it either. So what is it, Janice, and what is it, Lord? And so I remember saying to the Lord, if I'm going to be saved, <laughs> how dare I tell God this? If I'm going to be saved. Right? We got, one thing we're going to do is negotiate and just be like, listen. Listen, if I'm going to be saved, Lord, this has got to work. And for me, I wasn't expecting perfection. There wasn't perfection in the scripture. But I did it. I was like trying to understand why it had to always be two steps forward, 15 steps back, mm -hmm. you know, 13 steps forward, 39 steps back. You know, why Why was it not coming together or this is together and this is not together? Like, I, I didn't really understand that. And I didn't I didn't understand that that was his desire for me, according to the scriptures that I was reading. And I remember mm -hmm. when I asked him about it, he was like, I was like, so is this supposed to work? Because I could be. <laughs> doing something else. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll be nice. Let, right. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Y'all can't see me, but I may or may not have made it rain in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do a lot of things. And, and, and you know what? Can I just go ahead and say this? I want to set somebody free because this is when I got free. God can handle your questions. He's not Ooh. saying, how dare you? He can handle it. And he was exactly. just told me it is supposed to work. Mm. And he said, when you do it with me, and it was at that moment, he took me on this journey of learning how to be his daughter. Because mm. he made us, right? Listen. He's not surprised that we are the way we are. That's all I'm saying, Marissa. He know exactly how I am. He know I like to laugh. He know I want to have blonde hair. He know, I listen, he know all the things. He, look. He know, he know I want to, I got a shape and I like my shape. He know all the things and, and he could handle it. And when I realized yeah. that things started changing and people couldn't put me in a box, it didn't give me a pass to go and, and live this wretched life, but it mm -hmm. definitely gave me this open door to be free in my relationship with the Lord. And so yeah. significant life was birthed out of 
private conversations of women seeing my freedom, yeah. seeing it at work mm-hmm. and how I relate to my kids and how I show up with my husband. Like when I, I, I have been married before. So my husband now that my husband, Maurice, who I love so much this year, we celebrate eight years of marriage. Yay. Hey. Go us. <laughs> and we got married grown. We were grown, grown. Yes. Which means we came into marriage with a history, with stories, with ideas, with the vision, with all the things. But prior to me getting married to Maurice, I was in what I call now the fire. And Mm. the fire, you know, I I got out the fire quick because I had realized Mm. that the way I'm set up. And I think this is the thing that throws so many people off, but also liberates so many others I'm not trying to do nothing that don't line up with what God has for me. Okay. And when I... At least not for too long. Yeah, no, no, not long. Listen, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, hey, Jesus, (laughs) this is crazy. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. fasting. I was praying. I was crying. I was doing all the things. I was going to counseling. I was doing this. I was doing that. And it wasn't changing. And I remember... I remember crying out to God and I was in this, I was crying out to God and I was taught and I talked to my first lady at the time and I said, and I don't know why God would um, let me go through this. Mm. And she said, wait, Janice, wait, wait, wait. God didn't make you go through that. Sometimes we make choices. And that's all she had to say to me. (laughs) Baby. Listen. All you had to do is tell me that right there. That statement freed me. She said, sometimes we make choices and decisions and God allows that. And oh. what I heard was, if I made one decision, come on, you I can, can make another. another decision. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you something. Nobody, I was so free that moment. I realized that I had the right to change my mind because I made this decision. In the first place. Listen. She don't even know that. I probably should call her and tell her because after all these years, I still haven't told her it was that one day that gave me the courage Mm -hmm. to make a different decision. Yeah. And you got to understand at that time I was serving in church Mm -hmm. and I had already been navigating being an attractive single woman in a male dominated industry. Because at this time, my only clients were pastors and Christian wow. leaders who wanted to build their ministries and their um, faith-based organizations. So most of the, the people were men. So here I'm a single woman. I got a daughter. I'm attractive. I'm traveling all over the world, serving as director of marketing for these different companies and ministries. And then finally, yes, oh my God, thank you, Lord, I'm married. So people won't think I want their man. Yeah. And this, sorry, (laughs) Negro is crazy. (laughs) I'm like. Turns out. mm -hmm. Yeah. And and my thing was, I was like, and I was negotiating with God and I was fussing with God. Because I'm like, God, I, I, I honored you when I was on the road. I represented you well. It wasn't because people didn't try to hit on me. Mm -hmm. But I honored you with my gifts, with my talents, with my life. You know, I, I tried to really model this thing, like not, not pretend. And then I mm-hmm. waited and I get married. And this is crazy mm-hmm. and it's destructive and it's not working. Can I ask you just a little, can I dig into that just a little bit yes. more? Because I, I do think that there are, um, especially if you're in the church, right? Marriage is for a lifetime. God hates divorce. Yes. And all of those things. And you, I'm assuming, so how, how, how old were you in this season? I'm in my, let's see, 
Am I in my 30s? I'm in my 30s. Okay. So still an I'm, adult. Mm-hmm, I'm an adult. I'm grown. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. Listen, I ain't even. Oh, let me. Sorry. Let me. I'm about to tell my stuff. Calm down. <laughs> you know, I didn't even have the luxury of saying, oh, we got, got married to my high school sweetheart. No, mm-hmm. no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> I was I was grown up. Mm-hmm. So there was there was some there was a courtship. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk this. OK. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let me go ahead. Let me lay it out. <laughs> we dated for five years. And the year, and before we got married, we went through a twelve-month um, premarital process that was absolutely phenomenal. It was not offered by our home church, but because mm-hmm. I'm a rule follower, I check all mm-hmm. the boxes. So then I was like, you know, I want to start this off the right way. So I started researching programs that uh, that were Christ-centered, but also had um, principle-based. Um, practices and programs and things that they could teach us to be prepared preparing us for marriage. And so we went through that for 12 months. We had like this um, maybe four or five month actual teaching part. And then mm-hmm. we had the rest of the time with a mentor couple. And because we both were non-traditional couples, he was much older than me. I had a, a child already and he had been previously married. We went, they they gave us a very seasoned couple to walk with us for the rest of the 12 months period. So we did a lot of work. And as a matter of fact, I will um, be, I'm transparent and share this. And I haven't shared this before. I canceled the engagement at the end of the 12 months. I gave the ring back. Mm. I gave the ring back because while well, he was a nice guy, Every time I got ready to visualize my life with him Mm. forever and ever, I couldn't Mm -hmm. see it. And here's the challenge. Marissa, he just because I gave the ring back, because I didn't cut all ties, I didn't cut off all communication, homeboy kept pursuing me. And he kept pursuing me. He kept pursuing me. And probably like another year later... Next thing you know, we are getting married. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest with me, I, Janice, didn't have the courage to Mm -hmm. follow through with my conviction. Yeah. And the question I asked was, you know, he is good. Who am I to say he's not good enough for me? I mean, he's a good guy. He's given the best he can. And that was a question. I I had a series of questions that I was asking. You know, number one, could, can you be two believers be unequally yoked? This is what I was asking at that time. And nobody could answer that. Yes. The answer is yes. 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 I'm going to answer for everybody that's asking. You sure can. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the second question was, is something wrong with me? Am I boastful, prideful, or think I'm all that? If I think, if I say this, his best isn't good enough for me. Because I knew he was giving me his best. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, who am I? That his best is not enough for me. Well, I'm Janice Luttrell Anderson. That's who I am. Yes. God's favorite daughter. The yes. one who he has poured so much Second into. Second favorite, but I that's know right. what you mean. I, I, that's, what I, <laughs> that's what I mean. I forgot where I was, whose house I was in right now. <laughs> and, and I realized that I can say that. And because I have three generations of girls, mm-hmm. I start telling them early, mm-hmm. you don't have to settle. Yeah. If it's not enough for you, it's not enough for you. Because because I didn't follow through on that conviction, because I couldn't have those two key questions answered, maybe my heart and his was broken, was was we went through some stuff. And that's why the word that that first lady gave you 
quickened in you immediately that it was a choice. It, well, I chose that. <laughs> I chose because I didn't know, and I and I understand you know when you're going through premarital, if you're going through therapy, that people are supposed to allow you to make your own decision. And girl, when I look back over those times. They were trying to tell me roundabout, so they would buy me books, and they were saying, "Well, you know, this is the this is a classic line. If anybody say this to you, they're trying to warn you, so you better listen, okay? Listen. Well, if you can't accept him for who he is today, then you need not marry him. Don't marry him, expecting it to change. Mm-hmm. If nothing changes about who he is today, mm-hmm. are you okay?" Well, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a learner. Like the and learning mm-hmm. is number three on my strength finders. I'm always changing. I'm always growing. So I can't fathom, at least at that time, I couldn't fathom someone not growing, not changing, not transforming, not becoming a better version of themselves. I literally could not imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still wrestling with who am I to say his best isn't good enough for me. Okay. My goodness. This is This is what shift is all about. It is courage to disrupt by every means necessary when you know it's not working. When you know it's not working in spite of whatever. (laughs) What everybody going to say? I mean, that was a big deal. The religion. That's all I'm saying. The family, the traditions. I was just listening to... I can't even remember what it was, but it was something that where they were saying traditions. Oh, it was it was my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally my podcast. Dr. Omalora saying that her therapist shared that traditions are just peer pressure from the ancestors. Mm. It is, girl. But it can become a stronghold if you let it. Yes. And what I love that you're saying is that one of the important ways to have the courage to shift is to be anchored. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that and that me and that come on, can I tell you a little bit about anchored? Okay. Mm-hmm. So a woman or anybody actually who is living their life from this anchor place, they have three core things that are critical to who they are. Number one, they have a sacred self perception. Mm-hmm. Who they are is not defined by what they do. Mm-hmm. what they have, mm-hmm. or what they achieve. Lord period. have mercy. Number two, they That's ha- not easy to get to. You it is slope, not. Slope. It's a whole Sit work. Sit there for a minute. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> identity is, you know, depending on the life course, your identity can get misplaced into something outside of yourself if you're not careful. Because it's convenient and comfortable. Oh, they And you're long. identifying by wife, mother, job, some kind of role. Yes. But any of those things that can shift, right, if you're putting too much stock in it, it, it can really rock your world. Listen, it can destroy you. Yeah. Because and so one, a person who's anchored has a sacred self-perception. So they're not di- they're not they're not defined by anything outside of, you know, not in any outside circumstance. Cause those things change. Yeah. I mean, Cause I mean, think about it. I'm a mom of three girls. They all, and listen, let me just be very clear with everybody who's listening to us today. <laughs> they are actively working on their testimony. Do you hear me? Actively. <laughs> 
which means they keep sharpening mine because Ooh. they are on it. Okay. So then I can't let that define me. I remember even when in this marriage, because I had a failed marriage, I was really putting a lot into this marriage and a lot of pressure to make it work. And I remember mm -hmm. one day the Lord just kind of, Holy Spirit was just kind of nudging me on my shoulder and said, you're idolizing this. Mm. And the re and I, I knew because I put all, I couldn't focus on my business. I couldn't focus on myself. I didn't even know who I was. I was just trying to be a good wife and make this marriage better. So yeah, wow. because my identity, so much of it, and I didn't realize it, so much of who I am and, and who I was in the moment was defined by, am I a good wife? Is this a kingdom marriage? Mm -hmm. That is still a goal for me. Mm -hmm. It's still a pursuit. It's still something that we aspire to be every single day, but it doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. Number one, sacred self-perception. The second thing I believe a person needs in order to live an anchored life and from an anchored place is life-giving connections. Mm. If I'm honest and I go back to the fire, it wasn't a mutually life-giving exchange. Mm. At some point, it became one-sided. Mm-hmm. And my woundedness, my immaturity, my ignorance, my fear allowed me to continue in the way. And, it, and I, could, I could see me doing that in many relationships, probably not to that extent, but I saw, mm -hmm. I saw me giving more of myself. I saw me making all the concessions. I saw me being afraid to, to ask for what I need and to stand flat-footed until I received it. And I, yeah. I, I saw me unable to um, establish boundaries, communicate those boundaries and honor those boundaries. Mm. And so when the connections are not life-giving, it's hard to be anchored. Yeah. And wow. then the third thing I believe um, that a person needs in order to live from an anchored place is we need the space to make an undeniable, irreplaceable contribution in the world around us. Yes. We have to be able to know that when I show up, Everything changes, <laughs> regardless of where I show up. Marissa, when you walk in a room, shift will happen. Yeah. Either you gonna shift, the room gonna shift, some gonna shift. Cause that's, Something is definitely gonna shift. A paradigm is gonna, because it's because that's so. And until I can acknowledge that, own that, know that, live from that, I'm not living from an anchored place. Mm hmm. Wow. Wow, girl. And all it took was, you know, <laughs> you just, the way I'm about to throw this microphone at you, talking about all it took, ma'am, it took everything I am <laughs> to get to that, right? Everything, baby, everything. People ask me. What did it cost you, Janice? It cost me everything. Yeah. It cost me everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny listening to you talk about multiple generations of raising young women. It's just like I say God won't give you more than you can bear. I have one daughter. I got three kids, one daughter, because God will not give you more than you can bear. <laughs> and I love her more than the sunshine. But my goodness, three of them three. in three generations is is a special, special gift. Let me tell you something. But you know what? Huh. When you are, but and I, but I, I resonate so much with that passion of when you don't have it enough for yourself, you know that you have a responsibility for those that are coming behind you. 
man, that is that is profound. I am, you know, as my listeners know, in a healing journey coming out of my own long term marriage. And man, it's like peeling an onion. You know, it's like you do layer after layer. And I I say onion intentionally because the tears, they be a flowing like every layer. And I'm just like, Jesus, how many layers (laughs) is in this thing? But I... I am recognizing, right, there's, it's more than just me, like there's my grandmother and my mother. It's generational, right? Yeah. It's It's been going on for a long time. And the mandate that I'm, that I'm carrying now uh, is, is not just for me, obviously, it's for, for my own daughter and for uh, every other woman out there uh, that needs to give herself permission to make shift happen. I love being able to share the stories. And I appreciate, you know, women like you that are also willing to to talk about their journeys so transparently because that's what we need Thank you. to get out of isolation, right? Thinking that it's it's just us and, and just, un, you know, just lifting the lid off of that thing. And it's like, sis, you are, listen. <laughs> A girl, you ain't the only one. Whatever it is, I promise you. And it doesn't you, have to take you out. Yep. You can, you can, you can get up after this. I promise. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> girl, that was so good. So, I mean, so so good. And the people got to know the women in particular need to know. And it sounds like you still do marketing for ministries as well. So, how do they? How do they? How do they get more? Tell us. Tell us how to get to you. <laughs> Okay, I'm on all social platforms um, for women. I'll start with you. Um, On all social platforms, you can reach me at My Significant Life. So My Significant Life, my website is mysignificantlife.org. We, um, from time to time, have masterclasses for women. Um, And we also have a podcast, Significant Life with Janice Anderson. So you can check me out there and learn more about the work that we're doing and um, stay tuned for when we're doing something next. We actually just finished our first lap event, so I'm so excited. It was yes. great. It was great. Arise, Align, and Live, and that was amazing. So um, mm. if you want to hear more about that, just head over to one of the social platforms. And yes, I am still um, running a consultancy, and we've actually expanded. It's not just pastors and Christian leaders, but those who are values-driven. That's important to me. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say something about that. In me deciding to be a rule follower that breaks rules and follows rules, one of the rules is I'm not going to work with people that I can't stand behind, and I'm not going to do work that I'm not proud of. And I like to be free to say, I can see myself supporting this. Mm -hmm. You know, I have these skills, I have these talents, I have these abilities. They can work anywhere. Let's just be clear. (laughs) They can work anywhere. These hands and this brain can grow and strategize anything. Yeah. But if it is not in alignment with who I am and the values that I share, I don't want to do it. I love it. And so um, if that's something someone's interested in, our business there is Marula, M-O-R-U-W-A dot com. So just head over to the website. You can find out about us. We love it. We love it. And we're so blessed to have the exclusives. We, we, won't, <laughs> we won't tell nobody. <laughs> Listen... Listen, I've been shifting all over the place. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm talking about it. Might as well. You know what I'm saying? Might as well. He made, he made you like you was, honey. Girl. Use all the gifts. Okay. 
Before his glory, though. Before That's all glory. I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we love it. Thank you. You have blessed us real, real, real good. And I look forward to staying connected. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Talking Shift, the podcast with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, like or subscribe for future episodes and leave us a review. Talking Shift is a trademark production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. For more information, visit MarissaQPayne.com or follow us in social spaces at Marissa Q. Payne.